Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to another incredible, stupendous, amazing Real Film Nerds Podcast. Today, we have a nice, fun, interesting tributary. But let me introduce myself first. I am the host that is freezing, the one that went to work in four or five inches of snow, Maniac Matt. Maniac Matt, huh? See, that's two times in a row I've used it. So it's going to stick now. Okay. Because, you know, um, depressed Matt doesn't have the same ring to it as Maniac, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's true. Um. So, as you can hear, folks, there is my good buddy all the way over in Intercourse, Pennsylvania, where there is lots of intercourse going on. Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, we're, we're going to get some snow, too, man. So, you're not the only one getting the snow. Dude, we're going to get pounded like a $2 whore on Wednesday night. It's going to be crazy. Although the weatherman has been wrong many, many times before, including this year. So, we'll see. Hey, man. You know, they're always wrong, but they still get paid. That's true. Maybe that's what I should go into. I could be really bad at it and wrong all the time and still make a good living. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like a good fucking career change for me. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Meteorologist. Meteorologist Matt. But you know one thing, Mike? You need to try not to be scared. You make mistakes when you're afraid. All right, folks. That was a quote from the movie that we're reviewing today, which is a tributary, and it's called Polar. And it's uh, on Netflix. And it's directed by Jonas Ackerlund. Uh, writers are um, Jason Rothwell, Victor Santos, who I think is a cousin of Mr. Mile High Show, uh, Matt Santos. And then it's starring Mads Mikkelsen, Vanessa Hodgins, Catherine Winnick, Faye Rin. I probably screwed that one up. And um, the story of for this movie is the world's top assassin, Duncan Viswella, is settling into retirement when his former employer marks him as a liability to the firm. Against his will, he finds himself back in the game, going head-to-head with an army of younger killers. Nice. You did okay. You did okay, Mike. I know a lot of those names are a little tough, but you did all right, man. You did good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially Mr. Mile High Show's cousin, you know? Yeah, dude, that's pretty sweet, huh? I'm pretty sure it is Mr. Mile High Show's cousin because, you know, Mantos has lots of brothers and sisters, lots of nieces and nephews, lots of family. So I'm sure they're probably related in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. All right, so, Mike, what did you think of the fairly new Netflix release, Polar. It was officially released on January 25th of this year. So it is a pretty dang new tributary, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's only a few weeks old. Um, and, uh, you know, I like this movie. Um, the beginning, to me, was a little bit slow and kind of awkward. 
but it gets going and I, I like the rest of it. So, you know what it reminds me a whole lot of, especially at the start. And I remember we had this discussion before we saw it, just when we saw the trailer say you thought it was going to be like John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. After watching it, what it really, really, really reminded me of, but not as good is a movie that I really enjoy that doesn't get a whole lot of prominence anymore was uh, Smoking Aces. Oh, yeah. Smoking Aces is great. Yeah. Like, even how they do, like, the cuts in Polar and they say, like, the dude's name and it shows, like, a still of the name and a still of them. That's, like, almost straight out of Smoking Aces. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it also deals with assassins as well. So they're completely different concepts, but it's, you know, clearly he, you know, brought a little bit from Smoke and Aces. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, that stuff was pretty cool. It was just to me, the beginning, Matt, I don't know. It was just a little bit slow. Um, Okay. And it was the story just kind of, I was like, is this movie going to like, like I almost, well, I never stopped watching a movie, but I was like, huh, is this all I'm going to get? I thought this was like an assassin movie. And then it gets going. So, Yeah, the trailer, I think, is very misleading because I would say not even the beginning. I would say a good almost half of the movie is building. And it's like world building. And it's building um Miles Mickelson's character and it's building his world and it's building these other assassins and then it's building the big boss guy and yeah yeah you're right it, it seems like they spent a good portion of it just building when the trailer sells it as a hardcore action flick much like John Wick and it is but isn't like even the action scenes in the movie are not very long except for one in particular. They're fairly short, but very dramatic and very big, but they're just quick action scenes, which is nice. I mean, you know, it's a nice change, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the action. Uh, there's a particular scene in this movie that reminded me of another movie, which I'll, I'll say probably more in the spoiler part. But uh, anyway, it, it, the action was pretty cool, you know, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, it was very well done. It looked great. One of the things that did bother me, and it wasn't throughout the entire movie, doing with the action, it was only different action scenes was the blood. In a few scenes, the blood looks incredibly fake. I mean, incredibly fake, really over-the-top fake. But then in other scenes, they nailed it 100%. It looks great. So, I don't know, maybe their blood guy had the day off that day or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe there was budgetary issues or something, man. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, this this, this was a, a kind of a surprising movie. And, and Netflix kind of recommends stuff based on your watching history. So, this one was coming up quite a bit in my, my uh, uh, you know, user profile. Well, and it did just come out, and when stuff does come out on Netflix, they push it just like everyone else, so. Yeah, that's true. Like, the one that I would like to do, Tributary Down the Road, that we haven't gotten to yet, and a lot of people have actually already reviewed it critics-wise, is uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I I would like to see that, even though I heard it's not so great. 
Oh yeah, the 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 Cohen Brothers uh, movie that was released uh, on Netflix, correct? Right. It was originally slated as a television show, but then they ended up not. I don't know what happened, but they ended up compressing it down into basically a multi-part movie, and that's what we have today. That's on Netflix, and you know, some people like it, some people hate it. Uh, I'm interested to see it. Deals with the old west in a different way and again it's a coen brothers film and the coen brothers are one of my favorite you know director duos in the industry for sure i love love just about every single film they've done nice nice yeah they they have some pretty uh classics uh pretty good classics so so mike did you know that uh polar is our second movie of the week based on a comic book no i did not know that Polar is a 2012 webcomic and series of graphic novels. It originally came out online only, but here's the big catch that threw a lot of people. It had no words and no voices whatsoever. It was nothing but images. Really? So it was just um, just the, the art of it? Basically, yep. It was just the art. I'm sure there was probably some words in there for like, you know, when they broke something or shot something or whatever. I haven't looked at it. I believe it's online still. You can go look at it. But it was also published by uh, Dark Horse Comics, which is done. They're not like one of the big two, like Marvel or DC. Um, They're lower tier. They're like on a level of image or one of those. They're still pretty big company. But when uh, Dark Horse did it, um, they put in uh, speech balloons in the printed version. Oh, interesting. Okay. But yeah. anyways, yeah, it's that's pretty cool, cool, man. I didn't know about that. That's uh, that's cool. And, you know, speaking about comic book movies, it's, you know, other than sequels and things, I feel like Hollywood really doesn't have any new ideas, so... They're just scrounging for for new, um, you know, uh, I guess, what is it, intellectual property. And so they're going to comics now because they've they've gone through, they've scrubbed all the books, they've remade all the movies again, they continue to remake uh, horror movies, and, and, you know, even Disney's gotten in on it. They're remaking all their animation into live action. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sucks, if you ask me. I mean, I personally love that they're going more and more towards doing comic books, especially the comic books that are less mainstream, much like Polar. But there is just massive and massive volumes of comic book stories going back all the way to, you know, Batman and Superman in the, what, 20s and 30s. I mean... There's just tons and tons of stories. Are they all great? No. Some of them are. And so it's nice to see that coming out. But again, I think I'm not getting tired of it. But I, a lot of friends and coworkers and people I talk to are like, are you serious? Another superhero movie? And it's like, well, you know, the, I think they're finally getting the superhero movie right after decades of getting it so wrong. Yeah, I think some of that has to do with technology, but yeah. Technology you know? and putting the money into the writers to take the story from the comics, meld it into a really nice, good, solid script, 
and then turn it into a movie. Because there's, I don't want to go back and like state like a movie in particular, but for me personally, I would say the dawn of the good superhero movie for me personally was the Michael Keaton Batman. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. I thought that movie was great. And that was Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. It was great. Love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, that was a good one. Um, I, I think this modern era of um, comic book movies uh, was Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman Begins. It kind of came out of nowhere. And then The Dark Knight was just fantastic. So. Yeah, The Dark Knight has definitely set the tone for what you can do with a comic book movie. It doesn't have to be silly. It doesn't have to be zany. It can be grounded. It can be dark. It was fantastic. It really helped a lot. But again, another one you got to contribute to also, and we reviewed it, episode number 50, was uh, 2008's Iron Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And yeah. I think that was kind of building on uh, what Dark Knight had already done. And Did awesome. the Dark Knight come out before? I think Iron so. Man? Either that or the same year. It, yeah, it's in that area. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Well, Mike, you know, one thing I have very important to ask you because you forgot to ask it. Mike, what are you drinking today? Ah. <sighs> Oh, uh, I am drinking something different, of course. Uh, I'm drinking something from Great Lakes Brewing, and it is called Burning River Pale Ale. So it's not an IPA, but it's on its way to being an IPA. It's Pale close, ale's man. a little, little less bitter. Yeah, I can actually stomach a few pale ales. Not a lot, but I can, I can deal with them on the occasion. I'm not a fan but I don't mind them on the rare occasion. Like uh, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ales. I've drank uh, quite a few of those. Yes, yes. I, I do remember that your college roommate um, was obsessed with Sierra Nevada and uh, was always drinking their Pale Ales. And at the time, I really did not like them. I thought they were too bitter. Pale Ales and Bigfoot Ales. And yeah, he, he had lots of them, lots of them. Well, Mike, I grabbed the first thing that was in the fridge since uh, we needed to get recording because you live on the East Coast and you're getting ready to go to bed because you work at like four o'clock in the morning. Uh, Yes, yes. Yep. And, you know, I've got to check for snow and stuff and, and, you know, all that. You know that. Got to clean the car off. You know, I understand. I understand. Not everybody can afford a garage like me. Oh, wait. My car doesn't fit in my garage. Anyways... Oh. Well, your car does, but your truck doesn't, right? Neither of them fit, because I have too much crap in there. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then you're just like everyone else. No no one parks in their garage, man. But the difference is, is if I had a two-car garage like everyone else, then I would be able to get one of my cars in there. But because I only have a one-car garage, it literally has stuff, like... It's uh, my workshop stuff, so like my workbench with like my table saw and my drill press and stuff like that. And then I have a wall of shelves that's basically all photo equipment. Because, you know, having to 
branch out from journalism, I have to have studio equipment, and that shit takes up a lot of space, even though I use it like five times a year. I still have to have it. Ah, yeah. Yep, yep. But anyways, so the first beer that was sitting in my refrigerator, it is one that I picked up specifically for the podcast, if you remember not too long ago. It is by Sedona's Oak Creek Brewing Company, their delicious amber ale. It is a very good beer. Nice. That's nice. Drinking local is cool, man. I try to, uh, maybe not so much local, but I really try to get Arizona beers when I go and get something fun. But that one, that El Sully the other day, I that just caught my eye. So... Yeah, that's California. It's almost local. You, shoot, you guys are probably giving them the water. We're definitely accepting their residents to Prescott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the retirees come in, you know. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, as they joke at work, um, our agents like to say they're in the California relocation business. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. All right. So speaking about California and the movie industry, Mike, how does Polar relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Ooh, Matt, that was a good segue. Um, So thanks for asking. And... uh, this one, I went with the easiest one I could, which was uh, Mads uh, Mikkelsen. Uh, he's also in uh, Doctor Strange as Kelsius. It's like K-A-E-C-I-L-I-U-S. I can't say that. Yeah, dude, the big bad. That's yeah. one thing that was real interesting um, about this movie. Mads Mikkelsen is... In my eyes, all the roles I've seen him play is usually the bad guy. You know, you got uh, Doctor Strange, which he did a great job in Doctor Strange. But you know, the one role where I really think he did a hell of a lot better job as a villain? Mike, do you know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of? Probably Star Wars. No, he was a good guy in Star Wars. How dare you? How I. Dare I, you? I, I just saw he was in Rogue One, so I figure, I figure. Come on, Mike. He was in Casino Royale. Oh yeah, with the scar, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he was fantastic villain in that. Yeah, he was. He was. Anyways, all right, kids. We'll warn you, and we'll warn you, and we'll warn you again. If you want to watch polar unspoiled go ahead and click this bad boy off right now because we're going to start spoiling it mike go first okay yeah uh for spoilers on this so uh i kind of alluded to this earlier but i didn't want to say it too specifically there's a scene in this movie that really um reminded me of another scene and i thought it was really well done and it's when um our character, uh, Duncan, is escaping from his uh, torture chamber. And he's taken out all these uh, police in the, this hallway and stuff. Uh, there's this movie called uh, The Raid. Um, and it's a, 
it's like a crazy martial arts movie. I I don't remember what language. It's like it's like an Indonesian movie. Dude, I really need to watch that too because you keep talking about it and the raid sequel and yeah. how good it is. I really need to. I really need to sit down and catch that one. Yeah, I don't know how, how. Maybe you can find it. I don't know if it's streaming on any of the services, but man, the the those movies. There's a there's a scene in there where there's like a lot of fighting that was kind of like that and uh i just thought that scene was really well done like because he's all messed up and stuff and like he he gets hit he still gets like shot like things happen it was it was i thought it was great for me that whole scene was incredible but you know what it really reminded me of was john wick oh yeah 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 but that's because I, i haven't seen the raid yeah that's true um and then there's uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the other group of like um, I guess assassins were super super like cartoony and like way way over the top and I thought it was funny so I thought it was okay but I could see some people being like what in the hell is this it had its moments but they were also kind of annoying as well at the same time okay all right well um but uh, uh other than that like like i'd already talked about the beginning was just a little bit to me a little bit slow and a little bit odd like i know it was trying to give you some backstory of our uh our assassin and and he, you know his life but it was just a little weird um and then the rest of the movie, man, I, once it started to get going, I really, I actually kind of enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, this movie actually changed, changed me. Like I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to like rip this movie apart. But no, no, I, I, I pretty much liked it. No, I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was incredible, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure the choice of using Johnny Knoxville in that opening scene, but it explains what happens when an assassin of this particular assassin's guild, I guess you would say, does decide to retire no matter what age they are, they go out and kill them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, the best way to not pay retirement is to not have anybody live past the time. Right. But why the hell did they use Johnny Knoxville? It just seemed odd. You're right. You're right. Maybe he's a fan of the comic. I don't know. That's a possibility. I I don't know because he's uh I I wouldn't say he's an A list actor. I would say he's probably a C list actor. Out of the whole Jackass crew, he definitely has the most fame, and he has had roles in other movies, starring roles, not great starring roles, but he's had them. And for him to be in there for just a blip was interesting. But hey, whatever. That's fine. At least he's getting work, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I. I kind of wondered why he was in it too when he got killed so quickly, but it was kind of a funny scene. Like it, it, those, those assassins, their scenes were so, I don't know, like, uh, almost loony, like Looney Tunes kind of like, Oh yeah, dude. Especially some of the people that they were killing as they were trying to look for, uh, the main protagonist, uh, Duncan. And they were running into guys that like that one dude clearly was like a rapist. And oh, they yeah. really just went to town on him. <laughs> oh, then, yeah, no, that one was pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the dude that reminded me of the giant dude that they fed to death in Seven, who literally was, like, so big he couldn't fit through, like, the door. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty crazy and over the top. 
And then, of course, you know, last but not least, the uh, main villain, he was really a strange character, really over the top. Um, what was his name? Uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Blute? I think it was Blute. Yeah, his his character is strange, man. All those crazy, yeah, real uh, crazy. Blute, Blute. Yeah. I don't know how you say that. I think yeah. it was Mister Blue. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's but played I, by Matt Lucas, right? And I kept sitting there the whole time I was watching this. I was like, because he has a very, very identifiable identifiable face and body shape. I guess is a nice way to put it. And I was like. Where the hell do I know this guy from? I know him from other roles. I've seen him in other roles. And um, sitting down and hitting IMDb today, he was in Bridesmaids. Oh, okay. Um, He's the brother of um, uh, the main actress's roommate. I'm trying to remember what her name is, but I'm spacing as well. So, anyways, so he was in that, and then he was also in the not good Johnny Depp Alice in Wonderland remakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, that first one made so much money, Disney didn't know what to do with it. Seriously, and I wouldn't saw it in the theaters. It was interesting, but uh, um, he was Tweedledee and Tweedledum, so. Huh, Nice. Now, I know this next scene is one of your favorites, Micah, and we're going to talk about it. Um, you remember earlier when I was discussing how a lot of the action scenes are incredible action and they're incredibly fast? Yes. At the end, when he goes to his friend and gets the glove-controlled 50 caliber machine guns, at least 50 caliber, maybe more, and there's about like 50 guys, maybe 100 guys that are coming to just light him up. Yeah. And he puts on his gloves and lays waste to every single one of them in about three seconds. That was an incredible action scene, but it literally was like no longer than 30 seconds long. Yeah, yeah. I uh, After it was executed, I thought it was so well done, but I was also thinking, man, you went through all this effort. This is probably days of people working, and it's over that quickly. That's probably one of those ones where the director and the stunt guys are standing in the back and they're like, don't fuck this up. You fuck this up and we're you're paying for the next one, you know? Oh, yeah. We got one take. Right. <laughs> you guys get shot good. You fall correctly. You get correctly. shot good. <laughs> you, everybody practice where you're falling. Yep, totally. When those squibs go off, you're falling. I bet you it was something really hardcore like that, because I think that one scene was probably a good portion of the budget, but it was spectacular. It was yeah, it was really, really cool, man. It was really cool. Anything else you want to add about Polar before we give our definitive ratings? Uh, no, no. Um, I guess, I, well, okay. I, I will say the... Yeah, should you stream it? Uh, I'd recommend if you like those John Wick type movies, or if you've seen those movies, The Raid or The Raid Two, you'd probably like this um, assassin type movie, assassin, some revenge kind of stuff. A little bit more to the story than that, but we'll just leave it at that. Um, but it's really violent. Uh, in certain times, it's very quick. 
And there's some nudity. There's actually some funny nudity. But there's nudity. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, I would recommend seeing it or streaming it. It's on Netflix right now. I mean, I guess it'll be on there forever since they made it. Yeah, might as well watch it. I mean, you know, if you're into action movies and you're okay with revenge films and graphic violence and gore and nudity and uh, strange story at times, slow story at times, I'd say, yeah, it's, you know, it's worth your time. It's not bad. Uh, Maybe, you know, for me, it would be one I would probably pop on while I'm editing. But, you know, it's not a terrible movie. So, yeah. All right, Mike, so how many reels do you give it? All right, I'm going to give it three reels out of five. Damn it, Mike. See, I should be like, no, I'm going to give it four just because I knew you were going to give it three. Oh, no, that's what I would say, Matt. Yeah, I but... I said two and a half. I'm giving it three reels as well. Nice. Nice, dude. Yeah. So you can't change your rating now. It's decided uh, we agree. No. No, no, it's it's set. It's set. Three reels. All right, Mike. Well, I don't know if I got anything else to uh, throw on the uh, polar. Okay. Uh, did you want to talk about what we we're going to talk about next week? There's a well. There's a big surprise in this movie at the end, which I don't think we should reveal because it kind of it would ruin the whole movie. Oh yeah, no, no, I wasn't. Mm-mm. And then. Um, the scenery was very pretty. It was very cold. And I think the comic book takes place almost entirely in the snow and in the cold. So they nailed that. Hence the name Polar. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it ever really said where you... Did they say a town? They did say something once when they were Montana. looking for him. Oh, they said Montana? Yeah, it was a town in Montana. I don't remember the name. Okay. Yeah, it was very cold. Um, I don't see it in the description, but yes, it was a town is supposed to like take place in a small town in Montana. So in the graphic novel, I'm not sure, but in the movie. Okay. So, okay, Mike, um, go ahead. You want to tell them what movie you picked that we're going to review for next week? Um, which one did I pick? There's the... What, the family one, the fighting in the family? Fighting with my family. Fighting with my family. Oh, uh, I picked the, the art one. The, yeah. Um, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Netflix, Tributary, what is it called? Um, Damn it, Mike, you don't even know the own, the movie that you picked? It's another Tributary. It's another real recent Tributary. It was... At Sundance, and before Sundance even ended, Netflix had released this to stream, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a that horror is really, movie. That is really cool. That is really cool. It's a horror movie. It's a strange horror movie. It is directed by the guy that did Nightcrawler. I don't know if any of you saw Nightcrawler. I saw it being a journalist. I enjoyed it. It was very dark, very gritty, very odd. But it was an interesting movie. That one I think is streaming on Netflix too. So, did you figure out the name yet? Hold on, hold on. I'm still looking it up. Are you kidding me? Dude, I can't remember. Velvet Buzzsaw is the name of the movie. I was going to say, I was two seconds away from saying it. I was trying to kill time so you could look it up. 
<laughs> I know. I know you were. I know you were. Uh, yeah. Um, the Nightcrawler was awesome. Let me guess, because you can't say, hey, Siri, look this up, because you're recording a podcast, it took you longer to actually use your fingers on the keyboard? No, and Siri doesn't understand me anyway. She just, she doesn't get me, Matt, you know? You get me. That's why you gotta get an Amazon Alexa. She gets me a lot. Yeah? She's always listening. She is always listening. She's always listening, trying to figure out what you need. You know, she's auto ordering you things, you know, just because she she heard that you ran out of toast. So she got you some more toast, man. Well, if I ran out of toast, wouldn't she just put some bread in the toaster? I don't know. Maybe. But then if I ran out of bread, wouldn't she order some more bread? Yes. But how UPS treats those packages, I'm not sure the bread would come in decently it would probably be squished yeah uh, yeah it might be all right well anyways so folks there you go next week we're talking about a new movie fighting with my family that we were originally going to review and talk about this week but it was pushed back an entire week at least the nationwide release was yeah i'm not sure why that is it's kind of weird and it's just a week like what is it gonna get Right, right. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. It looks interesting. It's uh, actually produced by The Rock as well. Um, It's based on a true story. It's a comedy dramatic biopic, I guess, is what they were slating it as, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then uh, Mike's pick, Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, uh, That'll be interesting. I think it is a horror movie, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, I think it's kind of horror movie. I think it's psychological. I don't know if it's all going to be gory or not. I don't know. But when you hear something like Buzzsaw, it makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah. It might be like um, psychologically scary like the last one that he did, uh, Nightcrawler. So. Oh, yeah. That was just creepy, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. I liked it. It was good. So, anyways, all right. Well, on that note, uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, Just make sure to tell your friends. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, rate, review, especially on the iTunes. That helps us get the word out. Uh, You know, we just had our one-year birthday. So why not for a birthday present, go and leave us a kick-ass review or a shitty review, whatever, on iTunes and rate and review us because then we get out there and more people see us and then more people will listen to us and they don't have to like us, but at least they'll listen. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just looking for like one listen, like, and you know, maybe, maybe like a good tweet or something. Yeah. We're we're looking for the Dwayne, the rock Johnson kind of tweet. So we've reviewed like 15 of his movies and it's been one year. So and he's filmed at least that many, if not more. So, yeah, and we're about to review another one that he's he's in. I don't think he's in much, but he plays himself. Well, hopefully, you can act through this one. I think it would be hard if he couldn't. That's what she I said. Don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, so do us a favor. Do that. Uh, I'm going to shut up now. Mike, do your thing. 
All right. Well, that's uh, all I have. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch us on our next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.